what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys are this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, but MSC Rocks to Rock and Roll Thrive. Happy Thursday, everybody. It is already halfway through July. It is July 15th, and oh my god, this is one of my favorite podcasts, I think, of all time. This is up there with like the Modern Day Escape, the Waking Terror one, uh, the Algervando ones. I mean, this is up there. But before I announce who the guest is, I can't believe I'm saying this, but MSC Rocks and the Chord Progression Podcast has its very first sponsor in Phoenix Fitness. Now, when it comes to concerts returning, live music returning, we're going to want to go to as many concerts as possible. We're going to want to jump in as many mosh pits as possible, if you're like me. And you want to make sure that you your body is physically fit enough to be able to go into these as many as possible, you know, and not just completely just like gas out halfway through. You want to make sure your fitness level is at a peak time. And during the pandemic, I know some of us probably kind of slack. So let's get back in the gym. Let's get working out. Let's get our cardio back up so that during like these music festivals, these long stretches, we can be at every single one we want to be at. But what about recovering after these workouts to make sure that your physical fitness and your workouts do not go to waste? That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They've got many different products in terms of pre-workouts, BCAA compounds, proteins, different vitamins, a lot of great stuff in there as well that will help make sure that your fitness goals are reached, that your fitness goals are maintained, and that when it comes to getting to live shows, you can jump in the mosh pit and you're not going to feel like you're going to get gassed out. Your fitness is going to be there. They're willing to help you out with that. You can check the link in the description below for Phoenix Fitness phoenixfitness.com, fnxfitness.com. I believe that's it. If it's not, the link will be in the description. At checkout, you can use the code MSOTD to get 15% off of your order. And yeah, thanks, Phoenix Fitness. Glad to be a part with you. Now on to our feature presentation. This band has a brand new song. Well, it's been new for about like two months, I'd say, by the time this episode comes out, called Messy. It is making its rounds on radio, especially on SiriusXM Octane and some people are kind of polarized up because it doesn't necessarily have like the hardest sound, but the construction behind this song, oh my God, it is absolutely incredible. We talk all about it. Plus, honestly, there's a couple of funny stories that get sprinkled in there because this band can prank better than Winston Bishop from New Girl. So please welcome Conquer Divide and the clean vocals from Conquer Divide, Kia, to the podcast. Are you ready? Because this is, again, one of my favorites. I can't believe I got a chance to do this. Enough with me talking. Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progress Podcast, big thanks to Mr. Julian Purnell, aka Head Metal Joker on Instagram, for telling me about this band, making sure I heard their sound with their song, Chemicals. That was a big song. I believe it was even on the Serious X and Big Guns Countdown for 2020. They recently released a new song called Messy, which I've seen a lot of people like. A lot of people kind of pull back times like, wait, this is different, but... Honestly, I have a lot to say about it because holy shit did it take me for a ride, but I'm so glad to be able to talk to the lead singer of the band about this. Please welcome Kia from the band Cocker Divide. So Kia, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Well, how's everything going out in the uh, up in the mountains today? It's pretty good. It was really hot today, which I loved, um, but I spent a lot of the day inside, so... <laughs> I'll say plus I, I do understand Colorado weather too because when I have a full I have a full time job my boss lives out in Colorado Springs it's like oh and I've got cousins live out in Denver so it's like oh in the morning it can be you know snowing out of nowhere and then all of a sudden by noon oh hey all the snow is gone so yeah and it's like oh it's seventy degrees now and tonight it's gonna <laughs> snow yeah I think I was there maybe about this was my first time I was out there it was maybe like nine ish years ago and or maybe eight years ago. And my cousin tell me, yeah, it's going to be like 90, 95 degrees all week. And I'm just like, oh, boy. And I literally <laughs> said, wait, what's that without humidity? She's like, that's going to be for you a comfortable 77, 76 degrees. I'm like, yeah, let's go. 
Yeah, usually like when I when I check the weather, I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be super hot. Like it'll be like 80, and so like I'll wear like a tank top and shorts, and I go outside, and I'm like, when I'm in the shade, like I'm kind of cold. <laughs> I was, we had some weird. I I actually understand a little bit more too because we had the same thing. I was at the uh, Indy 500 with my dad and my brother, and we were met a couple other people there that we knew, and we had different seats. They were way up top, and we were a lot further down below. But it was sunny the whole entire day, about 70 degrees, no humidity. But if you were in the sun, like it was really nice. If you were in the shade, you needed a sweater. Like you were chilly. Yeah, it was cold. It's and, weird. And we're in the second row from the front and it's sunny there. And I mean, the people that we knew, they were wearing sweaters the whole time. Me, my dad, and my brother, we we looked like lobsters. We were sunburned and we did not care. It was like as long as it wasn't humid and we got to drink as much as possible, it was just fantastic. <laughs> that sounds like a great time. <laughs> It, it was such a great time that my dad, like the week after, he's like, boys, we're doing this again next year. <laughs> you can't, like, don't say anything about it. I'm like, you think I'm going to object to this? We literally <laughs> just got to hang out with you for a whole day watching cars go by going do, 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 do every step of the way. This is fun as all hell. Let's do this. <laughs> but en- enough with the weather, because who needs to know about the weather? So, so Kia, usually when I start these podcasts, I always ask whoever the guest is, Three separate questions just to get everything started, get to okay. everyone to know you a little bit more. So the first two questions are super duper simple, super easy. If you can't answer them, I probably will scratch my head because it's a little odd if you and people answer the first two. The third one's going to kind of put you on the spot, though, in a very, very fun way. So the first question is, what is your name? The second question is, in Conquer Divide, what do you do? And wait, Kia, do I still have you? I can hear you, but I don't think you can hear me. I can't hear you. It's just your videos frozen, which oh, I'm like, okay. oh, okay. So then the third question is, I want to know a little fun fact, a little fun, wacky fact, a little interesting story about yourself that will hopefully make me laugh hysterically and fall out of my chair. I've oh, heard God. some random ones. The band Modern Day Escape basically had me rolling on the floor. I, the band Waking Terror told me about a story where they were driving somewhere from a show and, you know, side of the road, you know, someone just goes to the bathroom in a bottle, throws it out the window ends up coming back into the back window, ends up soaking the drummer, you know, golden shower style. Another band from Florida told me a story where they kidnapped their uh, lead singer. They chloroformed him, took him to the beach and just buried him halfway in the sand and then took a bunch of ketchup what? and sprayed it all over the place to make it look like his legs got cut off by a shark. <laughs> okay. Um, my name is Kia. <laughs> my full name is actually Kia Relly, but most people call me Kia. Um... I do clean vocals in Conquer Divide, and I have never pretended to kidnap anyone (laughs) or I've never given anyone a golden shower. (laughs) I feel like I don't have anything that even comes close to that. I feel like anything I could have thought of is just like, I, I, I can't even top that. I feel like I need to like, I need like a full like 48 hours to prepare and like think of a good story to tell you oh i I understand that it's i always just ask that question because i always like see what people come up with to see i mean it doesn't have to be as crazy as that there's sometimes where i think uh i think it was diamante told me a story about she was on tour with uh hinder and their bassist his parlor trick is lighting his balls on fire it was something like super (laughs) quick i'm like huh that's a thing and i almost fell on my chair with that one too so it can be something that's like you know just it could seem like it's not super duper <laughs> funny but i could find it the most hysterical thing ever i've got a weird sense of humor where sometimes some things that just don't seem like they make a lot of sense or just aren't that funny for some reason just hit me in the head i'm like oh lord that's hilarious <laughs> i mean so. i think a fun fact about like conquer divide 
as a whole is that when we go on tour, we like love tour pranks. So on the last show of every tour we've ever been on, we always prank all of the bands. Um, So I think my top like two pranks um, for one band, we went and bought because like obviously we're all women and we get periods. We went and bought pads from the store and we like colored them all with red marker and stuck them all over someone's trailer. (laughs) Um, And then we also got... um, like Kool-Aid and filled up like red Kool-Aid and like soaked a bunch of tampons with Kool-Aid and like threw them at people. Um, And then my other favorite was when um, we played a show and we covered someone's van in sticky notes and we got a raw chicken and Kristen put the raw chicken on someone's drum while they were playing. And then another raw chicken like on the antenna of their van. Um, that one was also really good. <laughs> okay, so remind me that whenever you go on tour, when you and the girls go on tour, if I'm around the time of that last show, to be as far away from the parking lot <laughs> as possible because who knows, I can end up getting a Kool-Aid-filled tampon thrown at my head and I'd, and I'd be like, what the hell? And I'd look at it and think, wait a minute, I saw Conquer Divide and I, I know exactly what this is. And I'd start laughing because then I'd tell the story in the podcast like, hey, Conquer Divide threw a Kool-Aid tampon at me because it was the last show of the tour and they were pranking everybody <laughs> and this is what happened to me. Are you mad? No, because I knew it was coming. This is funny as hell. Yeah, when we when we toured with um, The Funeral Portrait, so Lee, who's the vocalist for The Funeral Portrait, he used to be in a band, um, I think called Cosmoscope. I, I could be wrong about that. I'm like 95% sure that's what it's called. Um, but we had we found like a ton of flyers from his old band. And so it was like a shot of like all of the guys like standing together, you know, like posing or whatever. So we cut out like a ton of faces from there and just like stuck them all over their van. <laughs> it was it was so sick. <laughs> it was awesome. See, I mean, that sounds like with Conquer Divide, you are the band that seems like it's gonna be the most fun to tour with just because of all the wacky stuff that might happen because it's not like you're taking these pranks and taking them like to the utmost extreme. Like if you like, uh, like with new girl with Winston, cause either he went way too far or didn't yeah. go anywhere far. Enough. It <laughs> yeah. seems like you, fi- you find that perfect line where it's like you, this is going to be funny, but it's not going to be something that's like super duper destructive to the point where all of a sudden someone's going to be like, you know, Oh God, we're on tour with Cockerbite. It's like, Oh, these, Oh, we're, we know something's going to happen, but it's going to be not super duper detrimental to anything. Not going to be super like duper. Yeah. Disastrous. They'll probably be it's like be annoying. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be annoying, but then you're going to look back at it the next day if they, you're the one that gets pranked and you're going to laugh about it. And then you're going to remember that as like, man, I remember when Cocker Divide pranked me on that tour. Ah, memories. <laughs> Hopefully. I'm sure there are some people that are like, those those assholes. I hate them. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm going to have to get Lee on the podcast and ask him about his wacky story. And he'll probably tell me about the time when he was on tour with Cocker Divide and they cut out a bunch of his faces and yeah. plastered them everywhere. I think we saran wrapped their van too. We <laughs> saran wrapped someone's van. I don't know if it was theirs because I feel like we put their faces on and then saran wrapped the doors. But I could be wrong about that. <laughs> okay, now it's even better if it wasn't their van. All of a sudden some stranger going, who, what, what, what happened to our van? All of a sudden, Lee looks like, <laughs> Like, who oh. are all these people? All of a sudden, little Lee would come by and, like, see that it wasn't his van be like, oh, my God, they're going to think it's me. <laughs> Run! Because <laughs> <laughs> his face is just, like, everywhere. That's what I would think. Yeah, because who else would do something? I remember this was, I think this was back when I was in high school, too, was uh, 
one of my friends, he was at the movies with this girl that he really liked. And we decided to mess with him by going to the theater about a half hour into the movie and then like writing like a prompt proposal on his car. And we're like, okay, what, what's a name we can use that no one we know has that would be like, okay, who is this person? We're like prompt question mark. And we wrote Lauren. It's like, we know, we didn't know any Lauren. We just thought <laughs> we didn't it was know be anyone named Lauren. I know like five people named Lauren. No, at that point we had no, we did not know anyone <laughs> named Lauren. So it was just kind of like, okay, we just, we just were having fun with it. All of a sudden, like two hours later, he comes back to my friend's house and he just starts like getting into a war with my best friend. Like he just runs into the house, jumps over the couch and they just start wrestling on the floor for like 10, 15 minutes. And by the time it's done, it's like, we cool? Yeah. Fist bump. And that was it. All right. Uh, you're, yeah, your mic cut out again. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Key, your mic is cutting out right now. I can't hear oh, you. There oh, there I am. There we go. I totally missed the end of your story because oh, okay. it was just yeah. totally frozen. So basically the end of the story is they wrestled for like 10, 15 minutes fighting. All of a sudden at the end of it, they look at each other like, cool, cool. Fist bump, done. <laughs> Boys are weird. <laughs> hey, we just, we just get all the anger out and all the animosity out right away. Yeah. <laughs> so we've done that too before the, the different group of friends where we literally did this thing. It was, we just brawled. We just went in this, we went to someone's living room. We just moved all the tables and all the furniture to the side. And it was, if you've got a problem with anybody, you fight it out right here. It was like Fight Club, but we could talk <laughs> yeah. about it. And all of a sudden, it's like you would fight. All of a sudden, well, the, the, the only rules we had were was if someone says stop, you got to stop because we don't want people to get super duper hurt during this. And at the end of the fight, whoever wins the fight goes into the kitchen, grabs two beers. And then for the next fight, the winner of that fight and the loser of that fight have to sit next to each other. But the winner has to get the loser a beer and then everyone's cool. <laughs> we squashed a wow, lot of like little beefs that strange. day. that is very strange. It was fun though. All of a sudden, I feel it was like, like a lot of boys do that. <laughs> it was funny when a bunch of their girlfriends came over and they just see us fighting them. They're like, "What are you guys doing?" We're like, "We're brawling," and that was yeah. Like, I would be like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> but you know, hey, everyone has some kind of crazy story, some kind of crazy fun stuff they do. I mean, me and my friends, we just fight it out just because we think it's kind of fun and it's nice. And you, you uh, prank bands by just pressing <laughs> their face everywhere and potentially saran wrapping the wrong band. So again, if I ever see you on tour, when I get, I'll put it this way, when I get to see you on tour, I hope it's not the end of the tour because I'm pretty sure all of a sudden I'm going to walk out. I'm going to find my car saran wrapped with a bunch <laughs> of just like pictures of honestly somebody's face. And I'd be like, oh, I know who did this. And I'm going to take a picture of it and just start laughing. So I'm like, I know what this is from. This is just too funny. <laughs> I hope that's what they all thought, but who knows? Again, maybe not at first, but the day after, and then looking back at it in hindsight, they're probably just like, oh, they're going to remember that forever. And then when like they have kids and grandkids, they're like, oh, what was it like to be on the road? That's going to be a story they always tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got our shit fucked with all the time. Yeah. And well now, and we got live shows coming back too. I mean, I'm super excited. I think by the time this podcast comes out, I'll probably be like at some, uh, I'll probably be at Rockfest in Wisconsin. First festival since the pandemic hits. I'm going to be like, yeah. So it'll yeah. be finally great to see live shows again. And I was trying to find like some live dates for Conquer Divide, see if anything was coming up, but I really wasn't seeing anything. So is there any kind of like potential live dates in the works for 2021 going forward? Yeah, we have one show this year lined up so far. Um, we're trying to line up a couple more instead of doing a one-off. Um, but I don't think the lineup for that particular show is announced yet. So I don't think I really can say Fair enough. But um, so far, we have one one date secured before the end of the year, which is really fucking exciting. 
I mean, it is exciting, but I'm saying hopefully we get some more dates in there because I don't yeah. know where that date's because I, I don't know where that date's going to be. If it's not announced yet, I don't want to push you into announcing it because I know there could be some ramifications that happen off of that. I don't want to push anything on that, but I hope there's more dates basically because I hope there's more dates so there's a chance you come closer to the area that I'm living in. So I'm like, yeah. oh shit, I can go see Conquer Divide and. Again, hopefully it's not the last show of the year because then all of a sudden I have to park my car a couple blocks away to make sure it doesn't get messed with by you (laughs) and the the rest of the band. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're trying to get more things lined up so that it's not just like one show, you know. Um, It's always better financially to have more things lined up because um, otherwise it's kind of like we're using a lot of gas and time and resources for just one show which I would still be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Just because like I miss playing shows so much, but it would be better if we get more stuff lined up. So we are working on that too. Um, so ideally it would be that show at in some point of a tour, but I don't know that we're going to be able to pull that off just yet, but we are trying. <laughs> I hope you do just because again, every band since, you know, mid-March of 2020 has been basically on the shelf. They've been sitting at home, you know, re- doing a lot of recording, a lot of practicing, a lot of working on a bunch of other different projects as well. So it seems like, you know, I know a lot of people, they're really begging for a lot of concerts to come back. I mean, hell, it seems like every single day, like a new tour is coming out and I'm like, okay, I got to buy a ticket for this one now because I miss it so much. I mean, I mean, at this point, I probably, I think I've bought tickets for Rise Against like four times already just for this year. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just sticking with this and I'm just having fun with it. But my wallet, not necessarily. However, <laughs> with all the tours, that, like all the concerts I missed out in 2020, I mean, for a lot of us, when it comes to live shows, from, from your standpoint, probably from my standpoint as well, that's where we kind of like feel like the most at home because there's a whole family vibe that's there that everyone is there just to enjoy and just live life because everyone loves the music so much. It connects so positively with it for many different reasons, but it's just this whole family vibe, everyone having fun, especially gets some mosh pits going. Everyone seems to be going crazy, but it's just like this total <laughs> yeah. stress reliever. And I mean, hell at the end of the songs at like the end of a set or something, you're seeing guys like hug each other in the pit, high five each other. People get knocked down. You get like five people coming to pick them right back up. It's just this yeah. whole family vibe that we all miss. Yeah, I miss it so much. I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, that's why get you, that's why we got to make sure that this you don't just have a one-off show for 2021. That we get a couple more shows in there, maybe a potential tour. Because seeing as many tours there are not, I'm like, man, especially with the success you had with Chemical in uh, 2020, especially on Serious X Octane, and seeing what's going on with Messi right now, it seems like at some point there's going to be someone that's going to be like, hey, we need an opener for a tour. Let's get Conquer Divide because we know they're going to bring the heat and we know they're going to bring a good amount of people to the show as well. Hell yeah. I hope someone is like, oh, you know who would be great? <laughs> and I'm like, me. So um, if, uh, any bands, if you guys want to contact me and ask me who you think I'd be great to have as like an opener on the pot on like a tour or something, I'm just going to start pointing to uh, Key and Conquer. I'd be like, yeah, go get them. Definitely go get them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so of course, I mean, one of the biggest things that happened in, uh, like recently with 2020 was the release of the song Messy and not gonna lie, because uh, our friend Mr. Julian Parnell, Head Metal Joker on uh, Instagram, he sent me the song right away. He's like, "Hey, Cockfight came out with the new song." I'm like, "Oh shit, let's listen to it because I really like Chemicals." I listened to Messy, and for the first first time I heard it, I mean, not gonna lie, I had a reaction of a lot of the same fans. I kind of stepped back at first because it definitely did not have a like this heavier sound that I was expecting. It had a lot of a light, more of a lighter sound as well. So I have to ask initially, what was the idea behind Messy, and why was it constructed the way it was with that lighter sound? Um, I think that since especially like our last album, our music has just evolved a lot 
And um, we saw kind of a lot of success with what's left inside. And, um, and I think we just wanted to revisit that lighter side so that we could just kind of showcase a different side of ourselves. Um, can you still hear me? Because you're frozen. <laughs> yeah, I can computer. still hear you. That's okay. why I kept, I'm, like, I'm just going to let her go because I can still hear you. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think we just kind of wanted to showcase that lighter side um, and really showcase like our songwriting skills. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I love it so much. Um, it was so much fun writing it. It was so much fun recording it and doing the video for it. I loved it all so much. Um, also, before we get too far off track, um, shout out again to Heavy Metal Joker. I actually play Among Us sometimes and I like post the code online and he's one person that plays with me all the time. So I'm really happy that he sent Messi your way. Um, uh, the day cool. before, <laughs> or the day before we shot this, because I always do a live stream every single Wednesday night. He always appears on that as well. Usually, as like the like in the quarter panel as well, because he'll always join in. And it was it was brought up that live stream as well. I was like, yeah, don't you end up like doing it? Like, don't you like connect with Kyle? He's like, oh yeah, I played Among Us with him plenty of times. And like, I yeah. love doing that. It's like holy <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, he plays with us all the time. Like almost anytime. I'm like, does anyone want to play with me? He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> so I think I'm just lucky that he's not like on the like opposite side of the world actually i think i think he actually lives pretty far away he uh lives in missouri i think he's in okay 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 i wasn't gonna say missouri so <laughs> well now you know it's missouri That's so, it's so not, far away <laughs> it's far away but not not too far away though it could have yeah. been something like what if he was in like you know like vermont or something okay that's kind of far away <laughs> <laughs> but like when I mean, because he sent me messy, and the first thing I remember listening to was I, I kind of was thrown back by by that sound, but I remember telling him like, "This definitely has a sound that I wasn't expecting." However, the reason why I'm still like interested in going back and revisiting is because the construction behind this song it just seems completely spot on, incredibly well done. So everything seems to flow from one section to the next, and of course, when I look at these songs before this podcast, I'm like, I want to deep dive into this one, and. I probably end up listening to this song about maybe 15 times going through this to try and make sure I got figured out my thoughts on it. And <laughs> holy shit, did this end up taking me for a whole like whirlwind of an experience in my mind. It was <laughs> it was nuts. And because whenever I do this stuff, I always try and look at the meaning of the song first to really try and understand where the instrumentals and the vocals are coming from. And I think the meaning, like I'm looking at my note section, like the meaning that I wrote on this, it's like half a page long. So I kind of want to know what the meaning behind the song was from your perspective and then see if it like where I matched up with it. Because usually when I do this for everyone, when it comes to a song, like the meaning, the core emotion at the meaning is always the same. But because we all go through different things in life, we all experience different things. The specifics end up. That's where we all branch on. That's where this meaning completely evolves over time from the lip to the listener. But the way people all connect with it with the artist is because that base emotion is the same. So I got to ask, what was the what was the inspiration by the song writing it and the meaning behind it? Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, the base emotion is kind of like a strain on some kind of relationship. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a romantic one. It's just any relationship. Um, I think the, the grand meaning, at least to me, because even, even between members of the band, it means something different, right? Um, to me, it kind of focuses on how a relationship can be when you're with someone versus how it can feel when you're apart from them and how how 
things can change kind of really quickly from feeling like perfect to just feeling like, why did I ever think this was perfect? Because it clearly never was, if that makes sense. Um, I think if you want to get really specific um, to like from a musician standpoint or from um, a significant other of a musician, we were kind of leaning more towards like um, when you go on tour, like either as the person that has to stay home or as the person that is gone. Cause that is kind of one of those things that does put a strain on some relationships. Um, but I think that's like very, very specific. And I don't think that that is like what it should mean to everyone. No, absolutely. But the fact of the matter is, is when you're talking about different, when you're talking about different relationships with different people, whether it might be a significant other, whether it might be a member of your family, a friend, whatever it could be. And there's times where it does seem like it's absolutely perfect. But then all of a sudden it can just kind of switch in a dime as well and feel like, you know, this is an absolute mess. Why do we ever get into something like this? From a musician yeah. standpoint, though, again, we're seeing the base part of it being the base emotion. And when I took a look at it, it was very much similar, but kind of from a different, uh, more specific standpoint on your end. For me, I mean, I don't travel that much in terms of like go on tour or anything like that. So I can't necessarily relate to that. But when I looked at it, I mean, because I went deep, it's like I thought the meaning, again, it was about that deteriorating relationship where you notice that things were going so well. And then all of a sudden, because you might've been trying to make it work and keep it going, it's different strenuous things happen. And that becoming just this unequivocal mess. And when that mess happened and the relationship ends, you immediately look back and wonder kind of what went wrong. And if you could go back in time to fix it all, what you could do. And yeah. I actually, before I was listening to the song, really deep dove into it. I saw a post talking about like the saddest six word stories you ever heard. And there was one that stuck out to me that kind of put it in the song. It was strangers, friends, best friends, lovers, strangers. And honestly, this took me back to a moment in time when I like, I completely felt this too, because it reminded me of me like September, October, 2017, when I wish I could have gone back in time and got a second shot at something to fix this relationship that I was in. And every, just like, cause I thought I completely messed it up. But of course that never happened. I haven't even spoken to that person over three years. I haven't seen them in almost four years at this point. Today, we are absolutely complete strangers. And I don't really think about, I don't think about it anymore as I'm much better off. And I'm pretty sure she is too, but it takes me back to that point with a heavy heart. It reminds me of a lot of the times that I went through that and how hard it was, but then also helps me look at where I've been from and where I've come from that point. So, yeah, I mean, this took me, <laughs> this took me on a freaking ride. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that is what it's meant to do. You know, I think it. I think for a lot of people, when they hear it, they think about one specific relationship, like like we both said, whether it be a platonic one or a romantic one. A lot of like a lot of people that listen to it, they can think of that one particular relationship that feels that way. And I think that's what's like really important about the song is that it helps you understand that like sometimes like it feels like you just wake up and everything is different. But like if you really slow down and like look back there, like it kind of happened slowly, you know, it was never actually overnight. You could have seen the red flags if you would have just looked for them. Oh, absolutely. Because even I look back at that, I look back at that too. I'm just like, well, where did this all go wrong? It's like, because it felt like it at first, it just happened like almost instantaneously. But then I could start seeing it build, especially from my standpoint, specifically, it was beginning of the year 2017 because I had just graduated from college like now I'm back in Milwaukee I'm on top of the world and in that next six months like everything that I had like the mindset for myself 
going forward was completely gone. Like all of a sudden it was, had a full-time job that I absolutely hated. And my thought for my life at the, like from when I graduated college to that point, I'm like, is this really what I want to do? Cause I'm kind of going towards what I initially thought I wanted to do. And this is just absolutely horrendous. So it was messing with my mind. I was trying to figure out what was going to make me happy. And I just kept bringing everything down around me. And I should have noticed that I was doing that. But of course, I was so focused in on why am I feeling this way? All of a sudden, next thing you know, everything starts deteriorating around me. And I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable with saying that because it's the truth. And if I never noticed that, then I wouldn't be doing something like this right now, talking to you on a podcast. But yeah. it's it's I always like to be honest about because then it kind of can't necessarily hurt me in the end. I know people might know about it and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, you felt this way during back at that time. Oh yeah, you might try and use it against me and make fun of me for it, but hell, I own it now. You can't yeah. use it against me. You try and put me down for it. Yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, because that it led me to this. Yeah, so, for sure. Who so who's the real winner here? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> and of course, like of when I listened to it too, it was like that lighter sound, especially had more of that like lighter kind of poppy electronic feel to it with some of the, a lot of the instrumentation behind it as well. And I think especially from what I'm seeing with different people on like different groups like Sirius XM Octane um, and on YouTube as well. It's like, there's definitely a variation of it. I went on uh, YouTube and I saw people like the uh, Spirit Box, the band, like they were really big into it. Nick Nocturnal, big time, like rock and metal reactor on YouTube and Twitch. He was very big into it. Again, I think I spoke about this earlier. Like uh, I saw on Sirius X and Octane, like a fan group. It was people are like, I just don't know why this is on Octane. And of course, Kristen <laughs> goes on is like, oh, I'm sorry you don't like this kind, this one exactly. It's definitely <laughs> our lightest to date. If you like something heavier, here you go. And like, like puts a link to a different YouTube. I'm like, oh, this has to be chemicals. Open up. Yep. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm actually in that Sirius XM group on Facebook and I saw that post and I screenshotted it and I sent it to our group chat and I was like, guys, this is so cool. Like people are talking about us. And then after I sent the screenshot, I like clicked on the comments and I saw Kristen <laughs> commenting and I went back to the group chat. I was like, never mind. Kristen's already seen this. <laughs> But I've, I've talked about this with a couple other bands well, and other bands that are members in that group as well. Specifically, I think one was uh, Joey Varea of Varsity, where we were talking about like people are commenting on this stuff, like they're mentioning your band as well. And even if people like aren't that big into the song, it's how it's as a band, like you can always comment on that, but it's how you react potentially to turn fans, you know, in turn people that maybe like on the yeah. fence about your music that aren't liking the song into fans because. He kind of had something similar as well. It's like, oh, if you don't like this song, check out this. Check out this. This might be more your style because, you know, as bands, you have a lot more of a dynamic style than just this one specific sound that you're going to stick with forever and ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was the original, um, like the OP that what that responded to Kristen or if it was just someone that was like hard agreeing with them. But Kristen said like, oh, if you don't like this, check out this one. And they actually replied to her comment saying, I really dig that. That's so good. And I'm like, hell yeah, because people are like, I feel like when a band, like a bigger band than us releases a song that's a little bit lighter, but they are known for their heavier songs, like Octane is still going to play like all of their songs, even the lighter ones. But with us, people don't really know who we are, you know? And so if that's the only song they've heard from us, that's all that they know us for. And so it's kind of like, why are they even here? They don't belong here because they've never heard anything else. And like, it's totally understandable. Like it doesn't sound like a lot of the other stuff on Octane, but I still think it sounds like it has a lot of rock elements to it. 
I mean, I'm obviously biased because I <laughs> think it's dope. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really glad that we were able to like change some people's minds on it. Yeah, and again, By, like you said, like yeah. responding in an appropriate way. It's it's all about responding to the point where it's you're not going to be putting you know people that have these opinions on the defensive because if you put them on the defensive, then they're going to further resist your banning your music and kind of stay yeah. away from it. But if it's like, oh, we we I know we understand you don't like this one, you know, saying it's the lightest one you have, and then giving them another option like check out this one. Alrighty, you're posting that specifically to that person. You're connecting with that person, so you're already creating some sort of engagement. And then they're going to go check out that music. And then all of a sudden, I think it was the original poster. Actually, I was like, whoa, I completely did not understand that this was going to be the case. Yikes. And all of a sudden, now you've got a fan that's a, you got a fan that's going to check out the rest of your stuff. And they could potentially even go into messy a little bit further, like kind of like what I did. And all of a sudden, it's just like you start noticing a couple of certain things. Like it was kind of like every time I listened to this song, there was something new that was popping up in every specific way. And when you're talking about bringing a lot more rock elements, I can totally understand that as well because as the song goes on, like, cause especially like in the first part of the verse, there's a lot more of that heavy electronic sound that's in there with your clean vocals over it. But mm -hmm. then as it builds from chorus to pre or verse to pre-chorus to chorus, it's, you start seeing some, uh, pick up of the bass, pick up of the drums, the pre-chorus really brings that more full. And then the chorus brings that a lot more in with a healthy mix of like that electronic overlay with some more of these like faster pace, hard rock style instrumentals. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and you dissected that perfectly. <laughs> well, because like right from the intro, I mean, I'm taking a look at my notes. My notes are four pages long on this song. It's, <laughs> I'm like, shit, should I have prepared? I'm like, what if he asked me the lyrics? <laughs> no, kidding, no, I, no I, I, I already like when I analyze the song, like I look all through the lyrics as well. So I'm not going to ask about the lyrics because I kind of like that's kind of like when I talk about the meaning of the song. When I ask about that, it's like that's where the lyrics are going to come in. That's where I kind of contrive it from and also use the emotion behind the instrumentals and the sound of the song and the uh and the pitch and the tone of the vocals to kind of matches up because it really all flows. Like when I was talking about the fact that this song is, in my opinion, is constructed really well. I was like, whoa. And it's even like after the, after the intro with that lighter electronic sound with the quick transition and more of this like post hardcore finish. I was like, this is something like I always love the raw and heavier side. Personally, that's always my kind of style. Punk rock, hard rock, metalcore. I love that kind of style, but there are two things to remember. I was like, that's what I connect with best, but I shouldn't write the song off here because there are plenty of times where, you know, I listen to stuff. I'm like, oh, I sh after the first 10 seconds, it just doesn't sound like it's for me. No, 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 no. I always say go against it. So I'm like, no, we have to listen to the whole song and really yeah. go into it. And that's where I'm like, that's where I found out the construction on the song was utterly fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a really bad problem, like when it comes to discovering new music, because I do not have your willpower to like, just be like, oh, maybe I'll like this. So like most of the music I listen to is like the same music I listened to in high school, which was <laughs> a very long time ago. Um, and a lot of times, like I find myself having to like force myself to like finish listening to a song that's like new um, because I'm like, well, just because I don't like it in the first 10 seconds doesn't mean I'm not going to like the whole thing. But I also think like when it comes to song construction, it is important to try to hook people in as soon as possible um, and I think, I hope a lot of our songs, especially the newer stuff kind of does that hooks people yeah. in and they're like, Oh, I have to finish listening to it now. Yeah. Well, cause like when I was going through the first verse and I'm taking a look at like, you really focus on a lot of that lighter electronic feel with very few spaced out pieces from the drums and guitars. And I'm like that lighter sound kind of had more of this like modern pop element to it. Again, wasn't what I was expecting, 
but use it as more of this piece to let the vocals and the lyrics that you have and they really stand out to sink into the theme of the song. I was like, plus the building feel into the pre-chorus is a smart move. And the second verse, it kind of kind of had the same way, but then all of a sudden the build in the second part of the verse going into that pre-chorus is and all, had a little bit more of a, you know, bigger, grander kind of sound going forward. So you're even building off that. You were kind of going with just the same thing. And mm-hmm. honestly, I really like this part because, again, the construction, you're taking this emotion and you're kind of bringing it forward in the exact same style with the construction. But you're bringing it in two slightly different ways that are impactfully just heavy in terms of the emotion, the theme of the song. And I'm like, where have I heard something like this before when it comes to the full entire like verse, pre-chorus construction of the chorus? And I'm like, you know what? Kind of has the same feel like this construction idea that uh, Fun Reverse had with Popular Monster because the verse and the pre-chorus on those, they're completely, like the verse are the same, but all of a sudden the pre-chorus is different. It's like, mm-hmm. whoa, and that's kind of what you really need to build up into that song. Here with uh, Messi, it kind of had the same idea behind it as well. And you guys hit on that. I'm not going to lie. You hit on that because it brings in a much different sound as well. Then you get to the pre-chorus and it just keeps building up on that. You're getting a lot more of that electronic distortion but the drums and the guitars are really starting to amp up once again. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is definitely, but <laughs> I do have to give you a lot of credit on this because it was the transition from the pre-course, the course in both from pre-course one to pre-course two, because pre-course one, your vocals, they had the instrumentals behind them in the first one, but the second one, the instrumentals were gone. It just let your vocals carry it through and just add so much more to an impact on that second side as well. <laughs> so again, it's just the construction. You're getting the same emotional feel but you're getting it delivered to you in two completely different ways, but they're almost similar. It's like, you're not changing up that much, but just, you know, at this case, less is more. And it really, really worked out. I'm not going to lie. It <laughs> hit me like a freaking freight train when I heard that second pre-course. It's like, oh my God, there's no instrumentals here. And it's just key as vocals. And they carry it so well into the chorus. I'm like, my God, this construction is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, um, like it is me singing, you know, but I can't, take all the credit like I have to give a huge shout out to Joey and Nick for all the hard work they put into this song and I mean I don't know if you know much about Joey Sturgis but he is an absolute perfectionist and as is his wife Kristen um and I mean they they put so much time into this song and and so did Nick Matzkow's um I mean they all worked tirelessly to like get that mix perfect so that when the instruments do drop out and it's just my vocals like they really did work hard to get it to like sound how you wanted it to like how you just said like like it just punched so good you know um I can't take all the credit for that because (laughs) that's just me singing but like they did all the magic behind it so big shout out to them for sure yeah, big shout out to Joey and Kristen as well. And I know your video shows right now, but as long as you can hear me, because I can still hear you, then we I are still I can hear seven. you, yeah. <laughs> Already, that's good because then going into the chorus on this one, I got to say, there's had that lighter electronic pop feel staying very consistent with the rest of the song, but it was much more blended with the heavier guitars and the drums as well as a lot of fill pieces off of the snare drum. And I used to be a drummer when I was like 10 to 14, so I was always the loud one too. I was always the one putting in those ridiculous ones, so I just have a soft spot for those. But again, like I always say this, I know you guys know, I really like the heavier, more raw stuff, but I cannot deny that this is the perfect chorus for this song because that lighter pop synth prominence keeps the song connected overall within itself. 
but the heavier guitars matching with the electronic feel and the drums with the snare uh, fills, keeping that energy up and maintaining the emotion of the song is incredibly well done. And I got to give you guys credit here for the mix. Joey and Chris as well, if they mix this one, because the electronics don't overpower the guitars and the drums and vice versa. The mix on this one was perfect. And then with your vocals over it as well, they didn't overpower anything. Everything just, but they weren't underpowered as well. Everything felt like, you said perfectionist. Every piece of this chorus fits so well together that nothing was overpowered. Nothing was underpowered. Everything was mixed so well that you felt like they had this full, complete blend to it. Yeah. It's funny because like, I like, obviously I'm a musician and I love music, but like I have gotten like so many before we released Messy, so many like rough mixes and I'm like, oh my God, it sounds amazing. I love it. And then I get another one like a week later and they're like, no, this is the actual final one. And I'm like, oh my God, it sounds great. Yay. And then a week later, they're like, no, 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 no. Forget about that one. This is the one. And I'm like, okay, they all sound the same to me. I don't hear a difference. But that's just because like, I don't have the ear for it, I guess, you know, like I just listen to like, the vocals and the drums and the guitar, but I don't listen to like how it all flows together, I guess. Cause usually when I listen to music, I'm singing over it. So I can't hear it anyways, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, it has to be said shout out to them because I also agree. The mix is amazing. I thought the mix was amazing four mixes ago and they just like <laughs> had to keep making it even better. And I'm like, well, good thing you guys don't listen to me because I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, because I'll even put it with myself as well, because back when I was, you know, just starting this out or even before I started this out, when I was basically just like listening and just, you know, I'm just going to put on Rise Against and Disturbed and Hollywood Undead and just go nuts. Even though I still listen to a lot of Rise Against and Disturbed and Hollywood Undead, I throw a lot more on top <laughs> of there as well. It's just like, I was listening like, yeah, this is awesome. And all of a sudden, like, I, if you gave me a different mix, I would be like, yeah, this is awesome. I won't be able to tell a difference. Now, just because like when I do different reviews of songs for the podcast, just deep dive into them, there's certain things that over the course of like three years of doing this, I've picked up on certain nuances that really connect within my brain. Just like, okay, this is where it works here. But I just, it's just kind of my style of going about it. But it always seems like whenever I deep dive these things, especially starting out with the meaning of the song and really seeing how everything flows together, it seems like a lot of time it's like, my God, these songs just keep getting better and better. There's so much more to unpack with them when I really get to go deeper in them because it's like every time I listen to them, there's something new I get to discover about maybe the way that the story or the message is being told with what this is going on with this mix in the pre-chorus, what this chorus really feels like. And again, there's a lot of times like, you know, it's almost there, but you know, maybe something was overpowered here. Maybe something was just a little bit off here. And I'm kind of picking up on that, like, you know, a little bit more of like the perfectionist tweak. But with this chorus, my God, <laughs> that mix and the construction behind it just fits so perfectly within <laughs> each step. Again, nothing feels like it's overpowering anything else. Nothing feels like it's being kept behind something else. Everything just seems to fit in like, you know, that perfect last puzzle piece that you thought was missing, but was just hiding under the couch <laughs> and you pull out, it's like, oh, this is it. And you put it in and it's just, oh. I'm so triggered <laughs> and I'll tell you why. It's a little off topic, but you just triggered me. Oh, so God. last year, obviously, the world kind of shut down, right? So I am a preschool teacher. And so my work was closed for like almost two months. So I was inside going fucking crazy. And for anyone who doesn't know, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. And I'm also a huge lover of puzzles. 
I bought an, a 1000 piece puzzle, Harry Potter themed. And it was like the Marauders map. And it was amazing. It was beautiful. I bought a frame. I brought, I bought glue. I was going to finish this thing, hang it up, everything. I worked on this puzzle for like at least a month and a half. And I never found the one missing piece. And not only was it a missing piece, it was not a random piece of the map. It was one of the letters that spells out, like, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good, but the S was missing. Like, how do you fix that? So it said, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good? Yeah, dude, it was so fucking stupid. (laughs) Oh, no. And I'm not even kidding. Like, I was obviously not okay in the brain already because like I'd been home for like a month straight but then I could not find this piece I like tore my apartment apart trying to find it I literally sat on the couch and like cried for like 30 minutes I was like oh my hard work was for nothing and I saved the puzzle for like at least three weeks because I was like maybe the piece is gonna turn up you never know like it could just maybe one of my cats took it and I'll find it And then like three weeks after this whole debacle, my cat, speaking of which, (laughs) knocked over my entire kitchen table and I had like a vase of flowers on there and which I was keeping my puzzle on the kitchen table. And so it got ruined and I finally gave up. And every time I find a random puzzle piece around my apartment, which I found like three or four, I'm like, this better not be the fucking S. If this is the (laughs) S, I'm going to scream. And I like still to this day, I've not found it, but I'm moving in like three weeks. So maybe I'll find it then. All right. Can you make me a promise? If you (laughs) find that S while you're moving right when you do it, because I know you're probably going to be like, what the fuck? It was right here. Oh my God. This, this I you, will die. This is what you have to do. You immediately have to go to where whatever is going to be the loudest speaker that you haven't packed away yet and blast. I'm not okay by my chemical romance. And just <laughs> let it all out. Cause I'll find, I'll be like, I'm not a fucking K. And I'm not I'm just like, okay. I'm, like, I'm going to go on Instagram. I'm like, Oh, he's got a new story. And I'm going to hear you just blasting. I'm not okay. I'm like, I know exactly what happened here. <laughs> I will be pissed. Like at this point, I would rather never see it again. <laughs> it was seriously so heartbreaking. I felt like such an idiot because I was crying and I was like, who cries over a puzzle? But I was so upset. <laughs> or you're going to be just like so pissed off and you're just going to take a light and just be like, bye bye, bitch. Yeah, I will literally yeah. catch it on fire and throw it into orbit. I don't care about it anymore. Well, I'm, I'm sorry for bringing up what potentially is a painful memory. Dude, but... as soon as you said that, I was like, no. <laughs> However, maybe the fact, maybe that missing puzzle piece was the whole entire mix behind Messy as well. Because, <laughs> my God, again, if, if, if it was a missing puzzle piece and going through all that to make this song sound as incredibly congruent, <laughs> flowing, and, and just sounding perfectly constructed as it is, I mean, I kind of got to say, you might want to just like justify it as that and take it as a win. Yeah, that's what I was singing about. I was singing about my puzzle. How did it get so messy? <laughs> or was he, or was uh, right after your cat knocked it off the kitchen table in the face? Like, why yeah. did this get so messy? <laughs> no! Literally, I'm like, cool. All right, I have inspiration. <laughs> or if, like right at the moment you saw it, you're just like, no, all of a sudden, if there was a video of that, then all of a sudden, right when you're screaming no, all of a sudden you start hearing the intro to I'm not okay. And then you go to the, like a full <laughs> music, but you'd be like just ransacking your apartment trying to find the puzzle piece. That would be like one hell of a music video. Honestly, honestly it probably was not, would not have been fun to watch. I was a mess. 
Oh, dear God. That gives me an idea how you can prank a band. Give them a puzzle to work on that's missing a puzzle piece. I would literally, I would fight someone on the street if they did that to me. I'd be so pissed. I would fight. I would fight. What if someone did that to me? What if that's what happened to my puzzle piece? Then I It's like the whoever... funeral portraits, like last payback prank. Oh, it was my Lee. God. <laughs> Lee got you. If that's the case, then Lee got you back in potentially the craziest <laughs> way. <laughs> my God. Oh God, I'd be so upset. That, 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 is, that is like the long, like sinister comeback right there, though. I feel like that's worse than like a prank than Winston would choose. Like that's way worse. <laughs> that's like worse that's, than a Winston prank. That is worse than Winston prank because Winston prank, like when they're over the top, they're over the top, but they're just kind of funnier. They always said, like, or the last one when it was the uh, fake uh, new lease leasing company that owned the building. They get Nick and Justin move out, move on with their lives, <laughs> like move on, like just like move out of there and go live the rest of their lives. And all of a sudden, I don't it was remember like, this. <laughs> it, it was the last season, of the last episode. It was like it was all part of the last season where they got evicted. And it was just, it wasn't. That was a Winston prank the whole time? It was a Winston prank the whole time. Okay. If you post this, this, uh, podcast, I mean, not if I know you're going to, (laughs) you need to put like a spoiler alert because I did not know that. (laughs) Oh my God. That, except that season's been out for like two or three years by now, I think. Well then don't worry about it. I'm just the only person who didn't know that. Well, it was like, the thing, I think it's like, like a break or something. They had like that like final season. It's only like seven episodes. I think it should be on Netflix. So if you're looking for something to binge watch, just a little bit like to finish out the whole entire thing. Because it's, I think, yeah, it's set like three years after the last, uh, yeah, it's set like three years after the final episode of like season six when all of a sudden it's like, uh, was it uh, Schmidt and Cece find out that they're having a kid? Oh, yeah. And then, uh, 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 Jess is gonna end up moving back to Portland. All of a sudden, Nick and her realize that they still love each other. They're constantly going like outside in the in the loft, and they like cross back. And all of a sudden, now Nick's up or no, now Nick's downstairs, and Jess is upstairs, and they try to go back. And all of a sudden, like the, the guy's coming out with like yeah, I don't up, think like, I've seen that oh, far. Oh, you haven't? I don't think so because that like be the last episode. But it's weird because seen. like I've watched it through, and like I've been rewatching it, so. I guess I just thought I finished it and I hadn't, but I don't remember that, but I have only seen it all the way through according to whatever I thought all the way through was maybe once or twice. And then I started rewatching it. And right now I'm on the, the part, like the season where Jess is dating that like hot teacher, I think. No, he's a pediatrician. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It was Sam, I think. You know how on like Netflix you can click on like play something and it will shuffle. It always shuffles that that episode and it always starts with her going, "Uh, so here's your wallet." So every time it starts, I'm just like like a parrot. I'm like, "Uh, here's your wallet." <laughs> Can't help myself. I don't know the rest of the episode though. I just know the intro. <laughs> I was getting annoyed with American Netflix. I'm like, I've seen all these. I got to find something new. And I'm like, I don't want to get Hulu or something. I just end up getting like a VPN. I'm like, oh, Canadian Netflix. This looks interesting. <laughs> so now I've been watching all of Modern Family lately. Oh, is Modern Family on Canadian Netflix, but not American? It's not on American Netflix. It's on Canadian Netflix, though. <laughs> and that has um, Sofia Vergara in it, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, I've, been I've, kinda... I've never watched that show. Oh, God. I, I started. There's an episode. The episode I always like, like to start out on, even though I've seen like the first three seasons pretty congruently like through and through there's an episode in season three where all of a sudden it's like the main the main family it's like phil and claire uh then they got the three kids two daughters and a son and all of a sudden all three women in the house the mother and the two daughters are on their periods at the exact same time and phil's like oh no 
I never thought this was going to happen, but it's happening. The perfect storm. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, there's this whole entire like thing that's going on where he's like trying not to make, he's like trying to like be like considerate of them, but also not trying to bring it up at the same time. He's always trying to like perfectly <laughs> tiptoe around it. He's like, how do I navigate yeah. this? He's it's trying so to tiptoe weird. around to do this like trampoline, like trapeze thing that he really wants to do. And at the end of the episode, it's like they finally get to it and he's been trying to help out his, his family all day. And they're closed down for that. It's like, oh, sorry, we just closed. And the women just go off on this, like, operator. <laughs> and then he gets to do his, like, trampoline thing. He's like, I want to thank them, but I don't want to bring it up either. <laughs> that sounds like a good show, but just, I guess I've never made the time for it. <laughs> uh, understandable. It's just, I, I, I do, like, I'm always doing so much. Like, if I've got a time, like, okay, 20 minutes of an episode. Okay, I can I can deal with that. Yeah, I've been binge watching MasterChef. <laughs> Because I don't know what it is about Gordon Ramsay. I can watch anything with Gordon Ramsay in it. And like, the weird thing is, like, he's obviously everyone who knows Gordon Ramsay knows he's like a huge dick. But like, in MasterChef, like, when the other two judges will be like, it's a little burnt. I'm like, bitch, why are you so rude? <laughs> and then Gordon will be like, you stupid donut. It's raw. And I'm like, tell him, Gordon. Tell yeah. him. <laughs> It's like, where's the lamb sauce, you fucking donkey? <laughs> you kind of went Shrek there. I know, I kind of did. <laughs> Whenever I think donkey, I was going to go Shrek. But also, like, if you watch Matt, the crazy thing is, like, you watch MasterChef Junior, like, Gordon Ramsay is the most helpful so guy. Nice, I know. But, like, you got to think about it. It's, it's incredibly smart in his part, too, because if you're, you know, a full-grown adult and this is what you're doing, you should be good at this. Like, this, you, you're going to be judged on the base of your merit. If you're a kid on MasterChef Junior, though, it's he can be like as rigorous as possible, but he knows that to keep these kids interested, he's got to help them out just because if you're going to be super duper like against them, mean to them and just ridicule their food, that could potentially deter any kind of yeah, you're gonna, like, that they stunt might their have. development and like they're never going to do anything that they enjoy ever again. Yeah. And he wants them to go away <laughs> from that, like Mashup Jr. with a positive experience and want to continue on cooking. Yeah. So. I got to give him a lot of credit for that because yeah. he knows. As a, as a teacher, I totally get it. <laughs> he, he knows the audience that he has. When it's like, okay, if it's MasterChef or Hell's Kitchen, he's going to expect perfection. If it's MasterChef Junior, he's going to want perfection. But if you're struggling, he's not going to stay in the silence and just like start ridiculing you. He's like, no, I'm going to help you out with this. Yeah. He's like, you're a child, so I'll go yeah. easy on you. Yeah, it's like kids crying because he's like, or he or she is like struggling with something. He'll come over. It's like, okay, what, like, what are you struggling with? What's going on? He'll show him how to do it. It's like sometimes I've even seen him like jump in and like help him like prepare just like to get him back on track. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen an episode of MasterChef Junior because although I said I will watch anything with Gordon Ramsay in it, I want to see him insult the shit out of people. And call some and take two pieces of bread, put up someone's face, yeah. and call them an what idiot are sandwich. You? An idiot sandwich. An idiot sandwich. <laughs> oh my god, an icon. Oh god. I mean, icon. don't do it to me, Gordon. But yeah. like, I love watching you do it to other people. <laughs> I got a feeling if I, I would not want to cook for Gordon Ramsay because I would definitely mess that up. Horribly. No, I can like I can cook ramen really well, <laughs> and I have like one dish I can make. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'd be like, I can cook scrambled eggs, but you're going to yell at me because I don't cook scrambled eggs the way you expect me to cook scrambled eggs. He cooks eggs, them so. so stupidly. Who cares? <laughs> I'll never cook scrambled eggs that way. He cooks them like so. St- uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Another, 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 scra- another like puzzle moment. We're triggering something here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to even think about it. <laughs> okay. We're not even thinking about it. But 
Also, I know uh, you got stuff you got to do later on. Yeah, today, I'm so, so sorry. We got so off topic. Oh, oh I'm totally okay with it. So <laughs> I, this, this is what I love about these conversations because they can go anywhere. All of a sudden, you're talking about, you know, mess. I really don't even know, it. like, how we, yeah. if you would be like, how did we start talking about that? I have no idea. It, it went from, it went, it, oh, it was like, we were talking about messing. All of a sudden, it was the puzzle story off of it. Then it was on a new girl. Then it was on the MasterChef. Then it was Modern Family. It was on all this stuff. But when it comes to messy, I always like to put, like, an overall, like, synopsis on these songs and I listen to them just to give everyone kind of like okay if you want the summary version of it here it is overall when i heard messy for the first time i knew that the heavy electronic backing might be something i would normally pass on because again i prefer the harder heavier more raw stuff because that's what i associate best with personally but i could tell that the integrity of song construction was easily there on this song and when i went and did the deep dive into it my God, I was taken for one hell of a ride back in time. The lighter pop synth bass will definitely hit with more of a popular audience today, but the construction of the overall song, the build of the energy, the vocal tones and pattern used take you into your head once again to relive those times of your life with the perfect set of emotions to match. Seeing a band like Spirit Box and Veer like Nick Nocturnal heavily praise this song really means something, and they're absolutely right on this one. This better be the song that gets them a lot more well-known with the Rock and Metal Alliances, but every music fan in general as well. The construction behind this one is damn near flawless, and I am so glad I got to deep dive this one and talk about it with you as well. Oh my God, that was so nice. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to have to say thank you for writing and putting out that song because, again, I know a lot of people are kind of like one side or the other on it. But, again, when it comes to the song construction behind this thing, it is it is incredible. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to leave it at that. It's That's where you really get the base of it. So when you're able to deep dive into it, you're really able to pick out certain things you're really going to like about it when you first go into it. And then all of a sudden you're listening to more and it's going to be like a tr- it's like a treasure hunt, honestly. It's like you're going to find out something new here, new here, new here. It's like, ooh, a clue, ooh, a clue. And it's like, <laughs> you just keep getting more and more, and you're going to find out more and more about this song. Hell, I think I found out something else about this song when I was listening to it right before we jumped on this. So, yeah, I'm probably going to listen to it again and be like, oh, my God, here we go. I know, again. now I'm, I'm like, I need to go happened. listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, let's go back like three and a half, four years to some of those times and like, okay, what the hell went wrong? And all of a sudden it'd be like, oh, shit, that was the emotion that was attached to it. Man, that pre-chorus hits even harder than I thought it did before. Yikes! <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna have to have like the little trigger where that goes. Nur, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Kia, as we uh, close out this podcast, one thing I always like to do is give you whoever is my guest on the podcast a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug. The time is now, so Kia, the floor is yours. Um, wow. Oh God, I didn't prepare. Um, (laughs) well, we do have, um, another song coming out pretty soon. We don't have, um, a music video, but we will hopefully have a lyric video for it. Um, and we are working on wrapping up recording our, um, next full length album. So we will hopefully have that out before the end of the year. Fingers crossed. Um, otherwise I, I don't think I have anything else to plug. I can't wait to let everyone know about when our our next show is going to be. I'm so excited for it, and I hope everyone can come to it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> All right, if that's it, then I'm going to end this podcast with three very separate things. So when okay. it comes to Conquer Divide, 
there's going to be live shows that happen in the future in 2021. There's going to be no more new music. Hell, they're finishing up wrapping up on their newest full-length album. Could come out sometime late 2021, early 2022. Who knows yet? But the thing is, is you're going to want to be in the know about this stuff, right? You're going to want to be, you know, make sure that you are aware of everything that's going on with Conquer Divide. So the best way to do that is, you know, go to their website, follow them on their socials, watch some of their YouTube videos, especially one for Messi, stream their music and really be in the know with them. But I know what you're thinking, Kevin, can you just put this all in the description of the podcast for us, all the links for everything, make it as easy as possible for, for us to do this. And yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. You're going to see all the links for Conquer You're going to see the links for Key as well. So that if you ever get a chance and she says, hey, you guys want to go play Among Us? Anyone want to join in? Hell, you could join in. Why the hell wouldn't you? It sounds like a fun idea. So I'm going to have <laughs> everything there for you. You're going to see the label Find Conquer Divide online and you're going to see all the links. All the labels are going to be there. You're going to have no excuse not to follow the band online on all their socials, watch music videos, stream their music, even download their music, which is what I always do. And of course, Check out their website when the tours come out, get some tickets to the shows, buy some merch because yeah, you should. And (laughs) now it's always time for number two. So Key, whenever I have guests on the podcast that I absolutely enjoy having on the podcast, I always like to make a promise. This pretty much happens 100% of the time and you're not the exception. So this is definitely the promise I'm going to continue to make. So this is not an if, this is not an if, this is a when. I get to see Conquer Divide play live for the first time because I've not seen you play live yet. My promise to you is this. First round's on me. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like tequila. Really? Yeah. Shit, then we're doing tequila shots. Hell yeah. Because when it comes to hard liquor, there's <laughs> only two types of hard liquor I usually stick with. Gin and tequila. Well, let's do it. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I so, never forget when someone promises to buy me alcohol. So good luck. Oh, I, I, all I all I ask is that if, if the, when that promise happens, I get to come see you live for the first time that we remember this promise because all of a sudden it's going to be like, wait, Kevin, you owe me tequila. I'm going to be like, bartender, two shots of tequila, please. Like I'm going to already have everything. So we go. I'm going to pull out like 30 bucks because I know venues are probably going to charge like 10 bucks for tequila. So I'll be like, here you go. <laughs> and I'm taking care of it right then and there. <laughs> so Kia... In all good conscience, I cannot close this podcast out the goodbye because I'm going to keep following Cocktail Ride. I'm going to keep listening to the music. And, well, I got to keep up my promise as well. I'd love to be back on the podcast once again when you got more new music, when that new album is ready to come out and talk all about it. So I cannot end this podcast with a goodbye. I'm going to end it with. See you later. Hasta la vista, baby. Ooh, well, well, folks, that's my interview with Kia from the band Conquer Divide. Again, make sure you keep tabs on the band. Make sure you follow them on all their social platforms. Make sure you watch their music videos, stream Messy, stream the new music they're going to have coming out, and make sure you're in the know when more tours get announced, more live shows, and especially that new album that might be coming out at the end of 2021 that they're still working on and they're about to finish up. So make sure you're in the know with Conquer Divide on that end. And again, when it comes to Emerson Rocks and the Corporate Garage Podcast, all our links are down and follow us on social media and all online as well. Our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is going to be there. Our YouTube channel where you can watch the Corporate Garage Podcast or the audio streams where you can subscribe are going to be on there as well. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're not subscribed, please do. And also, if again, you're into the fitness game, you're looking for new supplements, protein, BCAAs, pre-workout, whatever it might be, check out Phoenix Fitness. Again, link in the description below. You get 15% off any order with the code MSOTD. And on that note, that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast brought to you by MSOTD Rocks for Rock Metal Thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!